What's up, boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. In this podcast, JJ gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight, from undercards to main events. Now, let's get into the ring. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sides of Boxing. I am your host, JJ Sermon, and on today's episode, I'm going to talk about the Jose Ramirez versus Josh Taylor undisputed fight and how that went down because man, that was an entertaining undisputed fight. So let's get straight into it. Before I start, I wanna just talk about the uh, undercard or pretty much the, the co-main event, which was Jose Cepeda, uh, or Cepeda uh, versus Hank Lundy. This fight was in the junior welterweight, which is a 140 pound fight. And this was a 10 round fight in uh, Jose Zepeda was a really good uh, fighter. He gave Jose Ramirez a tough time, but in this fight, he looked a little, like, not his best game. I'll just say it like this. This wasn't his best fight, and he could have done a lot better, but he ended up uh, getting the win, and that's all that you can ask for, man. He did what he needed to do. Like, he united his decision win, and he improved uh, pretty much to 30, 34 into with 26 KOs. So he's putting himself in position to get another uh, big fight um, with somebody in the future. So just look, be on the lookout for him. And also a big upset that happened with Elvis Rodriguez, who was 11-0. He was undefeated with 10 KOs, and he was fighting Kenneth Sims Jr., which was a risky fight because he came into the fight with 15 wins, one loss and five KOs is junior welterweight division. So another 140-pound division. It was an eight-round fight, and Kenneth Sims ended up winning. He just outboxed him, and towards the end of the round, he just was he just uh, making sure that he was going to win this fight by coming forward, uh, switching it up um, with stances, and he just did exactly what he needed to, to do to get the win. So I just wanted to point out those two fights, um, as well as Robesi Ramirez getting a dub. Um, getting the win, which a unanimous decision win, so he's improving his record. But that's all I have, and now let me get into the main fight with Jose Ramirez versus Josh Taylor. So for the main event fight, which was Josh Taylor versus Jose Ramirez, this fight was for undisputed 140-pound uh, division. Um, that means that it was all the belts on the line, like every single belt, WBA, WBC, IBF, and WBO. All those belts, as well as the ring magazine, but the main four ones. And this is a huge fight. And the way that the round, the fight went was Josh Taylor came into the fight doing pretty good. I mean, he was pretty much just uh, trying to get his range, just seeing how things would go. Because Josh Taylor um, is a southpaw. Jose Ramirez is uh, orthodox. And they were, just, they were just trying to get the range, seeing what was what they can get. And Josh Taylor came in there with confidence. He came in there like he had the better mindset because um, they had the ref who was uh, doing a little bit too much. I think it was Kenny Bayless. He was doing a little bit too much in the ring. But um, nonetheless, um, Jose Ramirez did what he needed to do um, in the first few rounds. And then eventually uh, they got a knockdown. When it came to round, I want to say the first knockdown was early in round six. And this one came with a nasty left hook when he baited him to 
Josh Taylor baited Jose Ramirez um, on the ropes, like to the ropes. And as he was backing up, Jose Ramirez came in, left his uh, right face open, and then uh, Josh Taylor hit him with a beautiful left hook, and he fell. After that, then pretty much right after that, round seven, he caught him again with a beautiful uppercut after they got out of clinching, and then they ended up knocking Jose Ramirez on his back. And this one was absolutely vicious. But the, the biggest issue I would say about that was um, Kenny Bayless referee, he was giving him way too much time after he was knocked down. Like It felt like it was 20 seconds. And I was like, man, let Josh Taylor get on him and pound him, but he wouldn't let him do it. Um, but he got up both times, and he ended up fighting, but his legs weren't the same, and his aggressiveness wasn't the same. Like, he came... Forward, definitely towards the later rounds. And Josh Taylor seemed like he just wanted to cruise to a victory, um, which was risky because the judges could have saw Jose Ramirez winning more rounds than he did. And they kind of did because they only, all his scorecards was 114-112. So if he didn't get the knockdowns, he would have had a draw. Um, so that was very important. And uh, But yeah, he just coasted and Jose Ramirez tried to put pressure on like he knew he, he needed. But um, all in all, Josh Taylor just... Uh, pretty much cruised to a victory, did what he needed to do by winning those mid-rounds as well as with the knockdowns, and uh, just cruised to a victory and got the unanimous decision win. And just outboxed him through some nice body shots and uh, just kept that jab hand out. He just kept that jab hand out. He didn't look like absolutely spectacular, but he looked like he need, he did exactly what he needed to do to win. And that's all that matters because styles make fights. Some fights you're not going to look your best, but as long as you get the win, that's all that matters. And that's what he did. He conquered it. He achieved what he needed to achieve. And he moves on as an undisputed 140-pound uh, uh, fighter in that division. And now he joins the likes of Terrence Crawford, uh, Bernard Hopkins, as well as some other uh, very uh, notable fighters. Um, but mainly Terrence Crawford in that 140-pound undisputed uh undisputed division so in that 140 pound division now josh taylor has the opportunity to uh he has to fight his mandatory which is josh the catarall he ended up uh taking step aside money for that fight to happen so um he is now probably going to be his first fight soon as to retain his um undisputed belts and then after that he has the option to move up to 147 or stay at 140 and just fight other good opponents i would love to see him fight regis progress again i think that would be a amazing fight um because regis even admitted like after he watched the fight he said i don't know how i even lost to this man so i'll see how i mean obviously he watched film and understood how he lost but like i would be interested to see that fight again definitely um but he has the option to fight terrence crawford He's on top rank, so that can be a huge fight because Terrence Crawford is in the back seat right now. He doesn't have a fight with anybody because it doesn't look like he's going to fight Sean Porter. doesn't look like he's going to fight Udenis Ugas. He's not about to fight Earl Spence or Manny Pacquiao because they're about to fight each other. So he's really in the back seat. I mean, Keith Thurman really doesn't look like he's coming back to boxing. Danny Garcia looks like he's chilling as well. They don't look like they want to fight Terrence Crawford, so... I mean, he really doesn't have many options other than fighting. Really, like I said, maybe just Josh Taylor. I mean, I really don't see him fight nobody else. He's going to have to wait, though, because Josh Taylor got to fight his man, his mandatory. So Terrence Crawford may not get that fight to more than likely 2022. 
but that's his only option. So, yeah, man, it's 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 very tough for him. But the the main topic is Josh Taylor. He did what he needed to do. He's just continuing to prove himself that he just he thinks different. He has that mindset of a champion, and he just does what he needs to do to get the dub every single time. So that's pretty much all I got for this video. I'm going to continue to uh, try to put out more content and give you all more videos. So be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a positive rating. And tell a friend to tell a friend if they're boxing fans because I'm going to continue to give out great content each and every week. And I'm really looking forward to this next fight, which involves Devin Haney versus Jorge Linares. That's a huge fight. And it's really going to see... This is Devin Haney's first big test, so I want to see how he handles it. Jorge Linares is going to be a fighter that's going to come to fight, unlike like Gamboa, who uh, was just doing smart tactics to stay alive against Devin Haney. But Jorge Linares is going to try to win that belt, and he's going to try to look good winning that belt. So the WBC belt that Devin Haney has. So this is going to be a very entertaining fight. I really don't have a prediction for this fight, but... I, I, I'm pulling for Devin Haney anyway. Like, I don't know how it's going to be, whether it's unanimous decision or a knockout, but I'm pulling for Devin Haney. I hope he gets the dub, and um, I want to see him eventually fight some younger guys like like Tio Fimo, if possible. But I don't know if that fight can happen or Ryan Garcia, just somebody, Javante Davis, just somebody in that group. I want them to fight each other eventually because it's taking way too long for it to happen. And I want. But I can't even say that because in in regards to their ages, they can wait a little bit before they get their fights. So we will just see. But that's all I have. Uh, be sure to look out for that fight. And I'm going to continue to have great content each and every week. So stay tuned to that. And God bless.